See, the problem is there's there's we've added too many of them. <laughs> yep. That's why you got me, Bryce. I memorize all this stuff for fun. It makes me happy. Uh, see, there's 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 this thing called Google that you know replaces you. Oh, pretty I, mean, well. I don't. I don't. I don't need Google because I mean, don't get me wrong. I I don't think about like the set algorithms very often, like asymmetric difference or etc. Those ones, but you know, these ones are these ones are fundamental. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 115, recorded on February 1st, 2023. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we discuss a problem entitled Max Gap and solve it in C23. See if you can listen along and solve it yourself. So I will be coming to Toronto not once, but twice, and not seeing you. What? Because it it this is apparently the the easiest routing for me to get upgrades to London on oh. is is the LaGuardia to to Toronto then Toronto to um, London on British Airways. It's it's this is my secret. This is my uh, my secret. The the the, <laughs> the LaGuardia to uh, uh, to London by way of Canada special. I mean, you All can right. you can come hang out with me at the uh, at the. I can't. We already airport. talked about this because you'll be in uh, the international. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm going to be coming twice. Maybe the second. Maybe you can you can come somewhere with me. Come to London with me. <laughs> so uh, so what's going on? What are we talking about today? Um, oh, uh, do, am I supposed to have a topic? Because I'm not. No, I'm no, not no. I've got Tom tons of topics. It's, you see, kind of that. That's what works about this relationship is that I can be lazy. And just show up unprepared, and you are just you're just happy and eager to. Oh yeah, I got. I mean, I've literally got like 17 different episodes that we could chat about right now. Is it actually 17? No, I mean, I just made that number up. But like 15 of them are off topic. You know, probably like a good five of them have to do with combinatory logic. Another three have to do with this new term i heard about called collection oriented programming which i submitted to give a talk at uh closure conj which is in april and anyways we're not gonna these are things that i we could talk about but i'm not going to talk about just so you know if uh folks are interested i'll leave a link to this paper parallel block delayed sequences which is about this sort of parallel algorithms model but uh it mentions collection oriented programming which sent me on this deep dive like a couple weeks ago what are you gonna say (laughs) this is gonna show you dear listener the difference between what connor thinks about in his spare time what i think about my spare time and you're gonna have to air this because this is a call for help (laughs) here it is um i i need somebody who uh who speaks japanese who can make a phone call for me all right. Thanks for that, Bryce. <laughs> you're, that... Not, you're not going to ask why? Uh, go ahead. Why? <laughs> because I need them to call this little restaurant that uh, I ate at in uh, Kyoto because they had this amazing cheesecake. It was this little French restaurant.
I need it's it's sort of an immediate problem because my girlfriend really liked it and I want to make it for her birthday, which is coming up. So please, somebody reach out. I need some help here. Rest assured, I will fast forward your voice at 10x for most of that and just leave in like a couple words to give people the sense. But someone will DM you or uh, you know post a comment on uh, the ADSP Twitter Twitter post with uh, I speak Japanese. How may I be of service? I'm sure. Back to all my topics that we're not going to talk about. I mean, a whole other thing I've spent. I have this. I'm working up towards building a course on algorithms that at some point I'm going to create, and it's going to be it's going to be based around a set of ten problems. Um, some of which we've discussed, like the maximum consecutive ones. That's uh, the third or second problem, and these are problems that I just have spent a lot of time thinking about, and you know, like to think about them while I'm running. And I recently came across a problem called uh, max max gap, and we should actually throw it to a different episode. But there's like two different flavors of this problem, and it's just been uh, it's been amazing. I'll leave a link in the description for folks that want to go. No, you, you can't. You can't just tell me that and not like. Now we're okay, talking, okay, okay. Now we're talking about Max Gap. I just, I just don't want to. I don't want to dedicate this whole episode. Maybe we'll dedicate this whole episode. We'll keep the chit chat at the beginning in. But so Max Gap, it's given a list of integers. Determine the difference, the maximum difference between two adjacent elements. Okay, they're adjacent. If if the list is sorted. So you could simplify the problem and say, given a sorted list, what's the maximum difference between two adjacent elements? What What is it, uh, if it's not sorted, what is it supposed to give you? Well, I mean, so there's, I just simplified the problem. And in the more complicated problem, the steps are sort it first, and then... Okay, all right. So you want to just assume that we have a sorted list. Yeah, so just I'm just simplifying. Like, the actual problem is given a arbitrarily whatever shuffled list of integers if you sort it what's the maximum difference between two adjacent elements but honestly the clearly the first step of this why, problem is sorted why why is this tr- tricky because it's not it's not it's, i just like so this problem itself especially like talk me through how you'd solve it and then i'll, I I'll mean, add a little it's, it's, extra in here i guess i would just do it in my, my first thought is like an inclusive scan um Oh, okay. My, my 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 first reaction is okay. We're looking to find the maximum of something, so we're we're doing a reduction. And anytime we're anytime we're looking through, um, you know, a, a list of things, and we're looking to find, you know, uh, the the greatest or the 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 smallest or something like that, some sort of local minima or maxima, um, or global minima and maxima, um, uh, then it's reduction, um. So, but, but in this case, it's sort of a stenciled reduction. And so that's why I said inclusive scan, but inclusive scan doesn't actually make sense because we don't need, um, all those, uh, partial sums. So I guess it's just like, it's just a reduction where it's like a zip reduce basically, um, uh, is how I would do it where the, the two input sequences that I would give to the reduction would be, um, uh, one would be like from the zero element to the n minus one element, um, and the other one would be from the first element to the n element. Um, and so if you create those two pseudo, those two subsequences of the original sequence, and then you feed them into a zip, and then you do a reduction on that zipped view, then you've, you're doing a reduction on the pairs of adjacent elements, um, and then the reduction you just do, you know, um, max. And 
Like, can I miss something? Nope. You are 100% correct. This is fantastic. And I'm actually, it's a shame. I'm almost positive we talked about this exact thing on a previous, po- not this exact problem, but something where this thing came up. Uh, we'll come back to it in a second because I'm being vague while I'm referring to thing. My first question I'm going to ask is, what is the name of the algorithm where you do the zip to first to second last and then oh, second to uh... last? And if you want a hint, I can give you a hint because there's actually two correct answers to this question. Well, isn't it, isn't it one of the, um, the window ones, the sliding ones? Yes. That is not the name of it, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the so name is. So one is one is an algorithm from C plus plus. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I I, I am the the. No, the, no, no, no. I no. see your eyes shifting around, going to CPP reference. Yeah, I'm gonna looking for a list. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look because I I know how to find the answer because I am the chair of of the C plus plus library evolution group, and I'm pretty sure that this is the thing that was added under my tenure. So I should know this. I just uh, I just don't remember the name. Um, but I, right, I remember listener, the I'm, paper. I remember the paper. I'm talking to you, listener. And there's a silver, there's a silver medal answer and a gold medal answer. The silver medal answer is from C plus plus ninety eight. The gold medal answer Wait, from is from C plus plus twenty three. And this is just the first step, so it doesn't include the reduction. It's just this. And in functional languages, this is called zip tail. So, zip so it's slide, is right? Is the one that we want for this twenty three one? You can solve this with slide, but slide Slide's is not what you a, had in mind? No, it is not the exact version of what we want. Because slide, there's a, a C plus plus twenty three ranges adapter that is very similar to slide, but slide returns you a, a range of ranges. There's a sibling algorithm to this that returns you a range of tuples and a specialization of that one that we want exactly for this. And we talked about it when we listed off all the different range adapters. However, there's also a sibling algorithm to this back from C++ See, plus 90, there's, C++ there's, plus 98. We've added too many of them. <laughs> yep. That's why you got me, Bryce. I memorize all this stuff for fun. It makes me happy. Uh, see, there's, there's, there's this thing called Google that, you know, replaces you oh, pretty I mean, well. I don't, I, don't, I don't need Google because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I don't think about like the set algorithms very often, like asymmetric difference or et cetera, those ones. But, you know, these ones are these ones are fundamental. Okay, so you're saying it's like slide, but it gives you tuples. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, wow. is, is, it, is it adjacent? Yes. Yeah. And even more so... I mean, of course it's adjacent, yeah. Adjacent. So... Adjacent is basically identical identical to slide. Slide takes uh, its window size as an argument, a variable argument, whereas adjacent takes its window size as a template argument. But we even want something that's even more specific than adjacent. I mean, well, in this case, we just want like uh, adjacent transform. Exactly, because we are taking the... <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for there. <laughs> we're taking the difference. Oh, so yeah, we're yeah, passing yeah, 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 yeah. stood colon colon minus to Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's it's just adjacent transform then reduce. Oh, that's very elegant. And do you know what no, the C no, plus no, plus no, 98 no. H- Hang on, hang on, hang on. I I want to I want to uh, mm-hmm. uh 
pick a fight with you here, which is that I believe that my answer of slot, like slide and adjacent are more or less the same thing. It's just, you know, one of them's, uh, you're, you're, you're specifying the size that you're looking for at compile time versus runtime. Like, I think I should get full credit for, uh, for my answer of slide. I will give you a fourth place, not making it to the Olympics. Uh, you're on the, what they call you're, you're an Olympic alternate. So you didn't get bronze, silver, or gold. But the reason is, and specifically adjacent is not really the correct, like the gold answer was adjacent transform. And it's specifically because if you're using adjacent or slide, spelling that out is way less elegant because in the slide example, you're going to pass two to get a range of two, a range of ranges where each inner range is two elements. But then how are you going to destructure that and take the difference. Yeah, okay. I, you, I, you basically I'm, have to call like dot begin and dot end on those. Yeah. And then even with the adjacent, you still have to unwrap the tuples with either a lambda that uses C17 structure bindings or the stood colon colon get angle zero, angle one. Whereas adjacent transform was specifically added in the case where, and actually, there's even one more specialization, which if Barry is listening to this episode, our guest, guest from last episode, He's going to be going, you're actually, it's still not the most specific one because there's an, a, a view adapter called pairwise, which is a specialization yeah. of adjacent transform where the size is two. I'm not a huge fan of the pairwise name, even though it has precedence in F sharp, um, I think a JavaScript library, and then also the Python more iter tool. So there's a couple libraries in popular languages and F sharp has it as specifically this like adjacent. I, I, do I don't know that we have it in standard c++ 23 yes we do oh uh, we well, well well then somebody needs to go update cpp reference because uh adjacent it's there a, no it's not which one pa i i see adjacent but not pairwise it's there you're not looking at the right place okay well i'm looking at cppreference.com slash w slash cpp slash ranges which is where adjacent is Oh uh, no, no no it's it's on the page for uh adjacent view because I think it's just a um specialization of it yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. No no it's not a specialization. It's an alias. A specialization right, can't be under a different name. It's an alias for adjacent view. Exactly. Too. Sorry. Boom, you just got owned. <laughs> it is true. Now you 100% you get that. I am the most one of the most pedantic people you'll meet and uh, I'm using the wrong word there. It is an alias. So, but but what what bothers you? Is it the name that bothers you about the? Because like the alias costs us nothing. It's like one line. It's like you know, yada 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 pairwise equals adjacent to, where the yada 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 is inline context for auto. Yeah, this is a very very lightweight argument. Like this is a not a strong opinion loosely held. This is like a weak opinion loosely held. I am not a big fan of it because it sort of falls into the same category of std accumulate and other algorithms mm -hmm. coming with default binary yeah. operations. Pairwise is one extra thing for people to learn. And I don't think the what it saves us, it saves us two chevrons and whatever, and, and actually the number two. So it's three characters that it saves us. And I actually think that adjacent transform is more meaningful to the C++ program when you already have adjacent adjacent difference adjacent fine yeah, i i and i actually completely agree with you that i i think it actually reduces clarity yeah and and so pairwise is like i've i've made these um i made i had that lightning talk called algorithm selection where i start with mismatch as the most general algorithm and then show that stood equal 
and std any of and std uh, adjacent find, all these algorithms are quote unquote specializations that can be spelled with std mismatch. And this is one of these. Like I could do the same thing now for adjacent, adjacent transform and pairwise transform and pairwise and sorry, adjacent pairwise, adjacent transform and and pairwise transform. And I just think that like, I, I think back when I was attending the ranges monthly meetings, I voted like weekly against adding this, but other folks were a big fan. And my biggest thing is that like, is there precedence for it? And in other languages, there is precedence for it. And I couldn't find like multiple names. And of the names that you might want to give this to, I guess it's it's decent. But I just would I would rather have nothing there. The same way I, I would rather have uh like our left fold accumulate, not take a default operation. Yeah. And it's and it's also the same thing as keys and values. I always forget about this, is that there is a view adapter called elements, which gives you the ability if you're looping over tuples, typically this is like a two tuples that represent like a key value pair. You can use elements zero, one, two, three, four to get access to the nth element from a tuple. And we have once again two aliases, keys for elements zero and values for elements one, which I just think is like pretty undesirable in many cases where what you have is not like a key value pair. Like I could technically have like a four tuple that represents like a four dimensional uh, data point for some, I don't know, chemistry or space thing where it's just like a, a dimension of some four point thing. And I could use values to get the second one, like at index one, <laughs> just because it happens to be yeah. an alias for elements one. And in cases where you have key value pairs, it, it's all right. But it just, yeah, these things, I would rather have like the bare, like core sort of fundamental algorithms. And then in certain cases, like any of and all of and none of, those provide a lot more readability. Well, but also more importantly, if you want keys, values, or pairwise, it's like one line that you can add to your program. Like if if you if if it, yeah, like it's very exactly. easy for you to add that yourself. So yeah, although I would sort of say that's kind of like it's obfuscating code that like the average C plus plus developer that really goes and understands these views adapters. If they then see something, they're going to have to go F twelve on it, which isn't isn't a yeah. ton of work. But anyways, like I said, this is a weak opinion, loosely held. Like it's something that. I'm against, but also like it doesn't break my heart that it's there. I'll just I will choose to write adjacent transform bracket two angle bracket and be done. So with j- just playing devil's advocate there for a minute, um, because the uh, the associative uh, containers that have uh, a, a key value, um, uh, you know, the separations so like maps basically because the maps um, store things as uh, a stood pair of key value. Um, I think it would be uh, a little bit unwieldy to use the to work with these the map containers and um, uh, and ranges if you didn't have the the helpful aliases. Like the, essentially, what I'm saying, what I'm arguing is that the the existence of the map containers and their design using uh, giving you like when you ask for like a view of them. Um, uh, you're going to get a sequence of key value pairs. Um, like because of that, um, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no way to like, there's like no method on map where I can say like, just give me a sequence of the keys. Is there? Not that I have used. Right. So, so I, I think the alternative, if we didn't want, like, instead of having, 
the the alias for keys we i think we could have added a method to to map and unordered map and multi maps that returned you uh, a, a range that was the keys and the values and it would just do elements zero and one um uh i think that would have been a fine alternative to do um although i am loath to add more member functions to containers um and i think generally in c++ library design we we um uh for for something that's like a separate concern like algorithms we 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 tend to like to have the algorithms be um uh separate uh free functions that operate on generic things not uh things that are um members of uh of our uh data structures um but i think in this case having that little helper would have been fine and useful and then we wouldn't have had to have this you know stood uh, um uh ranges element uh stood ranges uh keys and stood or i guess it's stood views keys and stood views el- uh values yeah i mean i haven't spe- spent a ton of time thinking about it but like i think in the case where you're turning a associative container with keys and values into a range and then if we didn't have keys and values the aliases then you'd have to use elements in that case you're losing and you probably do want to use the aliases keys and values but i think i would off the top of my head like i would prefer because in in the case where you're not dealing with keys and values in some kind of associative container it is adding semantic context where it's like not useful and in fact it's it's harmful probably and probably something like first and second even though in the associative container when you have keys and values, that's still less helpful than keys and values. When you yeah. use first and second on any other context, it's more helpful. And so if, if we were going to add aliases, I would argue for something like that. But anyways, hey, we're, we're totally getting away from max gap though. <laughs> so, and also, do you know what the, so we, we still haven't said the silver answer to the no, C++ No, I, I was going to ask about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tell me. It's the second or first worst named algorithm in C++, in my opinion, which yeah. is a JSON difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, JSON difference would make sense, yes. Which is basically a JSON transform which a, with a bunch of properties yeah. that suck because it's encoded the default std minus operation into the name of the algorithm, which I've mentioned on many different uh, places. But so, yes, you do your adjacent transform and then you basically just do a maximum reduction and this is problem six of my 10 problems. Um, I used to have five, and then I recently added t- two in the last See, week. See, you, but- sh- you, shouldn't, you shouldn't ask me any algorithm problems that are solved by reduce, because you know that my, my, my first go-to thing for any problem that you give me is, can I solve this by reduction? <laughs> well, that was the thing, though, is if, you, if we go back to your original answer, what was my response? 100% correct. A reduction where you're zipping yeah. together, you're doing the zip tail trick, the tail from functional languages, meaning you're zipping sort of your original sequence with the tail of it, which is dropping the first element. That's the, that is like uh, semantically the exact thing we're trying to do here. The, then like the follow-up question was like, what, how do you spell that using adapters, which you don't lose points for not getting the right names of that stuff. But this is where it gets interesting because problem seven, like that problem itself is not like it's it's nice to know that, oh, there's a nice function in C23 ranges now where you can go adjacent transform. And then currently right now without the pipeline operator, you know, we're not able to pipe that to a, a max reduction. So you have to pass it to stood colon colon ranges colon colon max, which we might talk about in the next episode. I'm not sure if you saw this tweet that I had, which 
has become like the third most liked and second most retweeted. And it's caused a, a ton of opinions having to do with C++ 26 pipeline operator. But where I'm going with this is there is a problem number seven, which is a modified version of this problem, which I think is just incredibly uh, intellectually stimulating. And I've, I've spent so much time thinking about it and how to spell this in different languages. Same problem. We'll assume that we already have a sorted list of numbers. And the question is now not what is the maximum of adjacent values, difference between adjacent values, but what is the count of the maximum difference between adjacent values? And this, this is where things get interesting. So wait, so wait, you want the, you want to know how many times that maximum gap occurs. Yes. And I realized probably I should have done this 20 minutes ago. Also, we might be bleeding in. This might be part two now of this episode. I probably should have given an example. Um, so for instance, for the first problem, if we had the numbers one, three, five, and 10, the differences are two, two, and five. Oh, this so is, the answer this to that is question is five. But for the second problem, uh, the answer would be one because there is one five. However, if the sequence was 1, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20, our differences are then 2, 2, 5, 5, 5. And so then you want the count of the number of fives, whatever the maximum difference is. In this case, it would be 3. And it's only a slightly different problem, but the implications on how you solve this, I think, are interesting. Tune in next week to hear part two of this two-part episode where we solve max gap count. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.